TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 364, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yusun. I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. And this is Susie, and I write reviews and do interviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Kyle. I run a site called NodeReruns.net. This is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. This is Aaron. I'm an actor, writer, host, artist, and comic book and TV enthusiast. And this is Greg, TV enthusiast nestled in the deep freeze of the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so sorry. The rest of us are are not. We're we're in California. It's 10 degrees here. I'm in Massachusetts. It's very cold here as well. I'm I'm impressed that he's nestled in. He's not like hunkered down or anything. He's just nestled in. All right, I don't, I'm only going to do the news for two items really quick so we can get on to the categories. This podcast is going to be the best and worst of 2017. So let me do the news real quick, which is that uh, White Famous has been canceled by Showtime. Was anybody watching that? I enjoyed the first episode, but I still have the rest of it sitting on my TiVo because there's too much TV. That's very true. It's I didn't even know about it. I was like, oh, that was a show? Uh, all right. Uh, Mad About You is doing a revival? Question mark. Do any of us here need a Mad About You revival? No. Oh, cricket noises. I was like, cricket noises. Exactly. Um... All right, so actually, let's get going. I have, not only do I have the people here, I also have some people who wrote in who are absent, and we will be giving their (coughs) comments, which will be uh, Tom, Peter, and one of our listeners, Mark, has sent in their comments so we're gonna add theirs in in the midst of ours so let's start off with the first category which is best new show of 2017 which means the show has been only in its first season launched premiered in 2017 can be any number of episodes let's start with the top of the list yusun what is your best of 2017 it's a little predictable. It's on everybody's list. I kind of wanted to go in a different direction, but Handmaid's Tale. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's not a surprise. I'm sure it made lots of people's top ten lists, if not the first. Um, I'll just say what everybody else is going to say or is thinking. The production is outstanding. Uh, cinematography, the score, which is really important to me um, in movies, and definitely you know uh, a good good thing with uh, it really kind of takes things to another another level on television shows you know on on comedy sitcoms that kind of stuff it's not as important or existent but um 
Uh, and then the act, acting, you know, it, it was tremendous. Uh, I mean, obviously the storyline is, is taken from existing material. Um, but, and a lot of people talk about how it's so timely and social commentary and all that stuff. And that's fine. Uh, but I mean, it comes from the source material. So that's not like, oh, wow, they're such innovative writers. So it's really all about execution for me. Um, and even though it's bleak and I actually have spoken to a lot of people who refuse to watch the show, uh, because they, because of the purported bleakness on all of that stuff. So, and I get it sometimes you don't want to watch that or I don't know, put that in your rotation, but I think people need to make an exception for the show because I think it is just that strong. And, um, I didn't mind that, you know, the shortness of, of the series, because we've got to get used to that now. Um, but I certainly uh, was just riveted at the end and could not wait for the beginning. And I will end my my statement by saying, I'm really curious to see that what they do with the second season, because I know at some point they're going to go off book. So I think at that point, it, um, my judgment's really going to kick in and see, okay, now what are you going to do with your own kind of thoughts and creativity and hopefully they'll be able to maintain uh the quality i don't doubt that the quality will be uh, strong you know in terms of the acting and and the look of it but uh i will i'll be interested to see how the narrative plays out um but yeah right. tale. good choice uh Susie. um mine well it was weird because i had to think about a couple of them but I ultimately landed on, I think, what I've seen other people mention, too, which is uh, The Gifted. Um, is, and it's not because I, I have a friend who writes on it. Um, but <laughs> it just ended up being, you know, because but that makes a difference, too, because sometimes I think of my bias going into it. But there are other shows that I watch that my friends write on that I'm like, mm, well, it's a paycheck. Um, so for this one. I have to say I was very impressed. I mean, it's, again, it's the whole, you know, we're in the Marvel universe. They make references to the X-Men, you know, and Professor Xavier, et cetera. But they do it just very tangentially so you know you're in the timeline. Um, but I think it's just been really solid. Um, it, it More than any other of these Marvel shows, even maybe the movies, I think, um, this one really makes them feel like, oh, this is what mutants would be like as just normal people like everyday people in our lives or whatever. So I give them kudos for that, just for kind of opening it up to a new way of viewing, of viewing the mutants, because we've seen, of course, the Inhumans. Well, some of us have, um, <laughs> and I advise to all. I have um, a quick but, question for you. Yeah. I like The Gifted too, but I really started getting into it around episode seven or eight or something like that. Did your appreciation with the show tick up? later or um, did you love it immediately from the pilot the the pilot there was something uh i, I don't want to say sleek um but there was something that was very clean and and well done about it that made me go okay i want to see episode two right now so that was good okay. and then i think i just kind of had to get into the characters and then once we really started getting everyone on board on our team um on the same side so to speak then yeah i was like all right i'm in yeah, and that might have been, you know, a couple episodes in for sure. Okay. But, yeah, overall, I think that it's just very polished, well done, um, solid. More than I expected from just seeing, like, the trailers and all that stuff at Comic-Con or whatever, the, the ads and things. Okay. Uh, Kyle, you're up. So I'm going to give Hulu its second award of the night. Uh, I picked Future Man. Uh, what? Which I thought... <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I thought it was so much fun. Like it just felt like one long movie. The way episode when one episode ended, and the next one picked right up, and it had this fun like time travel aspect and fish out of water aspect, and lots of pop culture references and lots of fun things thrown in there. I just really enjoyed it, and I didn't want to stop watching once I started watching. Like wow. I just thought it was really well done. Okay. Uh, Allison, your pick. Uh, well, you know, my pick is pretty much exactly Usen's um, Handmaid's Tale. As and and it's as strong as everything else was this year, there was a lot of great television this year. I thought, and um, you know, it, it was it was really kind of hard to pick. I guess maybe what a number two would be, but Handmaid's Tale just so. soared above the others as far as I was concerned even in a very strong year and it's pretty much for all the reasons that that Yusin gave just the the production values the acting the um the way that it was put together the way they realized the book and expanded on that universe and um you know again next year is going to be amazing because that's where we go into whole new territories and and look at the world from you know a much wider point of view so everything about it i thought was was great and of course you know the what it's saying uh unfortunately about our our own time period or you know what it's saying about the world today um it could not be more relevant and and i think it's a very very powerful very very timely piece um that everybody should watch even if it is as Yusin said difficult watching for some people there is it's just it's not just a, a, a just a solidly dramatically wonderful show but it's it's also i think just philosophically and and sociopolitically important historically important for this time all right uh aaron Okay, yes, well, um, it's already been said, but um, my best new show is The Gifted. Um, reason being for me, um, as, as just a mad, fanatic X-Men and comic book fan, I've been waiting for decades for an actual proper X-Men show, um, whether it's film or television, something that fits within the canon of the comic books. And this is the first show that actually feels like it pulled um, from the from storylines that have been, you know, decades old, um, that have really been the foundation of the entire X-Men franchise. Um, you know, like we discussed in the last podcast, when they introduced um, the Stepford Cuckoos or the three-in-one, right, which right, was, right. It, it, that, that just immediately, the show became my favorite. Just from that moment, it shot to the top of my list because I said, wow, they're, they're doing something which I don't think I've seen in any other show especially when they're pulling from comic book characters where they're actually, it makes sense in the timeline, in the story structure. And it's just, as a fan, it's blowing my mind. So that's why I picked The Gifted. Okay. Uh, Greg? Um, I, I'm glad that um, no one had, had picked mine. Um, mine was actually Ozark on Netflix. Oh, oh very good. That's a good um, one. Yeah, I just... Um, you know, I'd always considered Jason Bateman uh, as an actor who did comedy, and I just really didn't um, see uh, that he was going to just give such an incredible performance uh, in the show. Um, I think Laura Linney um, uh, did an incredible job as well. The show was just a nice, neat package of 10 episodes 
that you could completely binge all the way through. It was intriguing. It captured your attention, um, the suspense, uh, the thrill, um, all of the different storylines were really good. And, and not that I'm partial to it because it supposedly happens in, uh, my home state, but, um, um, but it's really what filmed in Georgia, I think. Um, but uh, even all the storylines were were really good. You I don't know, think it's filmed the, in Georgia. I think it's actually filmed in Missouri. Um, I thought I read that it was. It was You're not going to well, get those mountains in Georgia. But anyway, uh, sorry. Well, Off anyway, topic. yeah. I mean, they had the. You know, I I liked all the different storylines. I mean, you had the main storyline. You know, with you know Jason Bateman trying to uh, laund- uh, do a bunch of money laundering, but then even the storyline with uh, with the daughter. And uh, uh, and her interaction with like uh, quote unquote the townies, um, and then there was the the big crime family that was in the area that you know had the vendetta against yeah. the power company. All of that was just really really good, and I just I just really enjoyed the show, and and can't wait for the next season. All right, uh, I'm gonna do Mark, our listener, for his best new show, and I quote: "I couldn't choose between the Deuce and the Good Doctor." diametrically different in tone both had great acting and quickly created worlds and characters that we cared about and could watch grow those are very different shows all right (laughs) good doctor would have been my choice and i've been able to pick a comedy and a drama so i agree with him on that okay by the way i know i'm doing this late but technically speaking some people have been known to pick runner-ups which i'm totally going to do uh oh and tom that's not fair telling us now (laughs) we've done it every year every year somebody i had had runner-ups i could have done that give me your run go ahead give me your runner-up allison i would i would say legion oh Um, it was it's not everybody's cup of tea it was got it was really weird too weird for some people but i thought it was absolutely brilliant and i loved that it was just one of those totally unique shows that had its own feel its own its own way of looking at the world and and creating its own and i i just everything about it was was just fantastic and compelling and and the acting is great the cast is wonderful and i'm i'm so looking forward to what it does next year and like i said it's not everybody's cup of tea because it was just a little too outre for some people but i think it, yeah. But uh, you know, if you're if you're into something that that is is not going to hold your hand all the way through, that you you have to think about for a while. It's like, what is that? What does that mean? And wait, how how am I following this around? <laughs> and you know, if you're okay with that, I think the show is just a, a brilliant, brilliant piece of television. Okay, we're going to Tom's pick. Tom for best new show pick. He said a tie. Okay. Uh, 13 Reasons Why and Glow. Both of those shows were mm. Netflix shows, now that I think about it. And both of them were really good. And, wait, come on. Now, okay, so he has a tie and a runner-up. His runner-up <laughs> is Young Sheldon. That's just being greedy. Yes. Well, he gets no explanation for it. I guess his is a comedy, then, because uh. he picked Sheldon as a runner-up, and then two two dramas. Well, Glow is dramedy, I would say. Okay, and then Peter picked uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is oh, Amazon. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how much he loved it, but I'm want- some of this is I'm wondering, The Marvelous Miss Maisel kind of just came out. I don't know. 
I have. That's I just why I actually to... finished watching it last night. Yeah. Well, oh. that would, that's a good question, though. What's our cutoff date? Because I mean, if it's, it's the still... year of 2017, yeah. so yeah, so he made it. Yeah, yeah, he, he made did. It. All right. So here's my list. I picked Handmaid's Tale along for all the reasons everybody else picks, but so I feel like that needs no explanation. But I also couldn't decide between that and Star Trek Discovery, which for me, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was six. So you launch a new Star Trek and it doesn't suck. I'm 100% behind it. And the, the effects are incredible. And I love the story. I love Michael so much. And uh, I haven't... Re- I think Spock is the only character... Well, okay, I love Picard too. But there's always, like, in each Star Trek incarnation, some character that I'm drawn to that I absolutely adore. But what I really like about this show is they have your hero character in Michael, and then, well, sort of hero, kind of tarnished hero. And then you have your captain, who is normally a stand-up Starfleet guy, but this guy, you don't even know he might be evil. Like, he's doing really kind of shady things. And I think that's really interesting, and I like the moral ambiguity of it in a really tight Star Trek universe. So that's me. Uh, I think I did everybody. All right, next category um, will be Best Returning. And just so you know, if you would like to break it into a drama and a comedy, you can... And or you can have a runner-up. Take your pick. Um. All right, let's start with Kyle. You're up first. Uh, so my best returning show was The Good Place. I thought ah. they ended the first season like they didn't leave them out, themselves any safety net. They just like really messed up everything, and then they came back, and it's just as strong as error, just as much fun to watch. And I thought they've done a, an excellent job in the second season, uh, continuing to have the same fun, but also changing up the show a bit. And then um, I'll, I'll do a runner up of a best animated show. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought DreamWorks Troll Hunters came back really strong this second season uh, for their part two. And so they have one more season coming next year. So I'm really excited to see that. But I thought they did, especially the second half of this second season. Quick question. Um, what network is that on? I've never even that's heard That's on of Netflix. It. Oh, okay. It's by Guillermo del Toro. Um, he, uh, they did the first season last year of 26 episodes. Part two is 13 episodes. And then they'll have a part three next year of another 13 episodes. It has, um, the guy who played, um, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy who played the Star Trek guy, uh, the Russian guy on the new movies, oh, who passed away. Yeah, Yelsey. He does. He he. Uh, yeah, he does the main Anton? voice. I think his name is Anton. Yeah, Anton. Anton. Yeah. Yeah. So All he right. does the main voice. So I don't know who will do the voice for the third season. He did their voice for the first two seasons. All right, Allison. Um, returning, I, I think it's Game of Thrones. Um, they really had probably their best year this year. Um, uh, and I said, you know, I think 
weird lapses of time uh, <laughs> aside, you know, because right, apparently right. they've they've discovered teleportation in that world. Um, other than that, I think that this this year was so jam packed with with everything we've wanted to see since the series started um, that it was it was just glorious to watch. I mean, I you could not peel me away from the television when whenever it was on. It was it was just great. Um, I, I, everything is falling into place, and the writing has stepped up, and the acting is brilliant, and I'm I'm just thoroughly addicted to the show and and this year was was wonderful and i'm really looking forward to next year so i thought absolutely and if i if i have a um runner-up i'd say the expanse would be it really they they started out strong and they got even stronger it's it's an amazing show that is very true uh aaron um, yes, uh, like Allison, um, I will have to say my best returning is Game of Thrones. Um, for me, the reason being is I'm seeing in this last season, there were so many storylines that have paid off. Things that you've seen in previous seasons is all coming together and everything is starting to really just gel. Um, and, and it's just blowing my mind. It's one of the few shows, I don't watch it in real time, but my gosh, I'll have to watch it back to back like three times, um, just back to back, loop it right back over again. It just blows my mind with the effects, with the storylines. Um, it's, it's one of the few shows that um, my jaws in my lap for the entire time I'm watching it. And um, so I'm super psyched about that. Um, I do, for me, it was a little bit of a trifecta, but I'm just going to go with a runner-up. I'm going to say my runner-up is Glow. Um, No, but Glow, this is only the first season. So it's not a returning show. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But we could add that to your previous list. Okay, why Glow then? Well, you know, one of the things, Glow, I didn't expect to love it. And as soon as I watched the um, the pilot episode, I fell in love with it. It, it I laughed. It, it, it brought tears to my eyes. I felt for the entire, like the, the protagonist, her mm-hmm. entire journey. I just felt it. I was on board with her from beginning to end. I love Alison Brie anyway, but just in watching what she did with this character, it floored me. And then watching how all of the supporting characters, everybody I just thought was magnificent. The writing, magnificent. Um, The music, magnificent. Um, Everything just worked for me um, in that show. And I can't wait to see what they do with season two. Okay. Uh, Greg. Uh, mine was actually uh, Game of Thrones as well. Um, Makes me want to uh, change my list now, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for all the reasons that everyone said, but it uh, this season just created such a buzz. I had actually stopped watching Game of Thrones at the end of the third season, and even like I remember the day that we had the uh, the eclipse, um, and uh, as I was listening to the radio and they were going out and interviewing people. Um, as to how they were joining the eclipse. I mean, people were talking about the eclipse, and then they were also talking about Game of Thrones. And I'm like, what? What? What is going on? <laughs> and so I had to go back and watch from the beginning all the way through up till now, and it is just phenomenal. And especially with the way that the season um, ended off, it's just I can't wait for uh, to, to see how they wrap everything up uh, with the final season. It's just going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I and, and my runner-up... Um, um, it, it's got to be This Is Us. Oh, uh, 
Yes. Oh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. The, the storyline with William was just phenomenal. And it's he he's going to be a character that I know that they're going to bring back from time to time in flashbacks, but just an extremely memorable character. And um, and Ron Cephas Jones, uh, who played him, it's just uh, just created just this indelible mark uh, in my memory for uh, a really um, caring um, person, um, knowing that uh, his time on on this earth is is coming to an end, but just trying to seize uh, life for everything that that is available to him uh, before he uh, passes away. It was just, it was just brilliant. Okay. Uh, next we have Yusin. Oh yeah. I was going to say, oh. I thought you were going to move on to the next no. category. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Just to interrupt. Uh, oh. By the way, um, uh, Ozark is filmed in Lake Alatuna, Georgia. Just okay, want to let you know. Fine. You win. <laughs> All right. Yusin, you're up. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I, okay, first of all, I want to throw back to my best category because <laughs> I, was I, get, um, I promise I'll make my best returning shorter so that I can, um, save on time. Um, I want to do a, I wanted to do a comedy slash, I don't know if this is a runner up or if you want to split it drama comedy. And I don't even know if this is my best show, but it needs to be mentioned. I want more people to watch this show. Um, I, I really just am enjoying Kevin Probably Saves the World. Mm. Um, nobody I know watches it. Except Most of the people I talk to, yes, except you, don't even know about it. Um, is it the best show? I don't think so. But um, it's just so different than anything else that's on TV. It's a one-hour comedy. You know, it's, I mean, it's not it's just not, comedy. I don't it's think it's dramedy. an hour. I think it's a half hour. No, no it's no. an hour. Oh, an is hour. it? Fully, oh, my fully bad. An hour. Yeah. Yeah, just enjoying I, 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 it and not noticing. All right. Exactly. No, no, really. Um, it's just charming. The tone uh, is, like I said, it's just, it's kind of my one hour, the good place in the sense that like, I never feel uh, badly after it. It actually lifts my mood and the, I guess I squeeze out a few, you know, tears every once in a while. Not this is us level tears, but you know, I just, and the lead is so charming. Uh, John Ritter's son. Uh, what's his name again? Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason. I know it was a J. Um, anyway, so I'll move on. But I just wanted to make a, n- a note because anyone who's listening to this, if they want something that's different, uh, an upbeat, it's uh, charming, I think they should tune into that show. Uh, best returning. I can keep this short. Um, I really love the good, uh, the good place. Um, for me, and it sounds like only just me. The uh, the it started out just the pilot mostly, a little slow, and it scared me because I thought, oh God, I'm gonna lose my favorite show, and I'm gonna hate it. The sophomore season, it's gonna be a slump for me. I take it all back, um, and just like everybody else has said, or uh, you know, I I think that it they did a great job of tearing down, rebuilding, um, and I also once they teared it down, I thought, oh no, they're gonna lose all the charm and whatever. So I love it. I think the acting is also great. Uh, Ted Danson is obviously super reliable uh, in comedy, but um, I thought everybody is great in, in their own way. And they've done a really great job developing the individual characters. So it's really an ensemble piece. I love that. Um, and then um, real quick, I just want to say, I really enjoyed Stranger Things, uh, you know, because again, it was the second season uh, and it's kind of its own standalone. I mean, not kind of, it's a new kind of 
conflict and, 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 um, uh, you know, adversary, you know, so I kind of thought, well, what, what how are they going to do that? So I found it great. I thought they amped up the, the horror aspect of it or the, the scary factor. I thought the acting was great. Um, none of the child actors an, an, uh, annoy me. So that's always a plus, um, <laughs> You know, so I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great uh, returning. Again, sophomore year, I wondered if they were going to drop the ball, but they didn't. All right, Susie, you're up. Um, okay, so, yeah, I was debating Game of Thrones, good place, you know, and I thought, well, I'm going to try and focus on maybe others. Um, the, the one, surprisingly, and this is one of the ones that makes the cutoff, happily, um, is season two of Travelers, the Netflix series. Oh, um, nice yeah, choice. It, it actually... Yeah, it actually dropped in October in Canada, so it's definitely, you know, a 2017, but it did drop here on Christmas Day, and of course, I binged it then and then um, after work during the week, and I finished the the last episode on All Friday night. All I'm going to say is that cliffhanger is making my head hurt. Yes, yes, I was, that's exactly what I was just going to say. I finished it Friday night, and I was like, I walked away from the TV kind of stunned, and I was like, it really bothered me, because I'm like, <laughs> they can't just leave it. They cannot <laughs> just leave it. No effing way. Like, I was really impressed with it. And getting into it, you know, sitting down and turning on the first episode of season two, you know, I didn't go back and, like, reread about the characters to refresh myself. I just thought, no, I'll just let it organically come back to me as I watched it. And I think by the second episode, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how, like, invested in the characters I was. And, I mean, for people who haven't seen it, um, it's just a really good, solid little show. I mean, it's it's time travel, so you're always going to have people going, well, that can't happen. But they have their own world building, and it's actually really well done, very, very tight. You don't ever, see, you don't really see the future in this. You just hear everything from their perspective and what they tell us and, and what we see going, around, uh, going on around them. But, man, they started to really up the ante in this one and, and building up to that last episode. So, oh, yeah, it was like a pulling my hair out kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, so kudos to that for sure. Um, but then, of course, I do have to have a runner-up, um, which is the Expanse because I was going to say it with you, knocking it out the park. <laughs> yeah, you just it, that's like that's almost like not even worth mentioning because we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm going to go with Tom first. He wrote in for best returning show, Stranger Things. Okay, no explanation. Uh, Peter, best returning, The Good Place. Well, I guess you guys have already given the explanation, so I guess that works. Uh, let's see here. Mark, our listener, wrote in. He had two. He broke his up from drama and comedy. So his best returning um, drama, and I quote, No recency bias here. My choice of show is based on pedigree. It combines great acting with story and Mel's family drama, humor, and courtroom action and suspense. It can only be Better Call Saul with a great performance by Bob Odenkirk, Jonathan Banks, Rena Shehorn, and Michael McKean. Was anything sadder than the deterioration of Jimmy and Kim's relationship or the manipulating Irene's friends against her? The excitement and the return of Gus. It kept us enthralled watching Mike dismantle the the car or Nacho practice the sleight of hand to replace Tio's pill bottle. Actually, all that's really good. (laughs) I said three years ago that it was better than we had any right to expect, and it continues to improve. Wow, that was very well said. All right, uh, best comedy, he says... 
It started great and only needed a twist to become greater. It could only be The Good Place. Great performance by everyone, a show about morality, philosophy of life, and death that feels organic. It minds laughs from pretty heavy topics. Can it sustain the pace? I don't know, but let's ex- let's enjoy it in the present. Special, re- special recognition for the last season of The Middle. Not, never got the recognition that other shows, of other shows, but shows financially struggling parents, Mike and Frankie and kids, Dense Axel, Sweet Sue and Odd Brick always felt real and earned the laughs. The middle. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with them on the middle. I've never seen it, really. I agree. Underrated. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah. I Statements well done. So now I have to follow that up. All right. For me, I was... I. I will tell you, I did have Game of Thrones on my list, but since everyone already mentioned it, I don't feel like I need to. So I'm actually going to go with two other shows. Uh, Stranger Things, which had slightly less votes, mainly because um, I really liked the fact that this felt like a different show. And we got... They had me, they had like a couple of uh, red herrings that I totally fell for. I thought that uh, Sean Astin was evil, but he wasn't and died so tragically. It was so sad. Spoiler. Yes. Seriously, did somebody say spoiler? Come on. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I only just watched it a week ago. So, you know, there are some people who haven't actually seen the thing. Yeah, but if they have it, they should not be listening to the podcast because we already reviewed it. Um, so I really, really think that Stranger Things did a great job for the second season. I actually think it was better than the first season. So the only misstep was that weird episode where she met her punk sister something. I don't know what that episode was about. Uh, yeah. And then um, my runner-up is actually Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D which I am still a fan of, and as we talked about for The Good Place, it keeps reinventing itself. Every season, they have two to three storylines that are completely different and completely changes the show. And this season, uh, they're not even technically on Earth. Well, depending on how you look at it, I suppose. Uh, and so all the sets are different. Everything's different. The, it feels like a completely different show. And Did we say that they're Earth adjacent. <laughs> they, they, yes, I think they're Earth adjacent. Because <laughs> um, it's like Agents of Shield in space, and they keep joking about it. But then when you see it, you're like, this is really good. Like it's, and they've all the characters start together for the most part and then everybody kind of gets split up into the missions and then they come back together and they all you know in order to solve it they're gonna have to work as a team but they put them in such a strange situation that i have no clue what they're gonna do and last season with the framework which is still 2017 uh was also brilliant it was a great look into the characters and how just a slight change of circumstance could completely change their personalities. It was it was fantastic. So I really give it to the Agents of Shield writers. So that's my pick. All right. Next category is the worst. 
of 2017. And the only thing that I say is don't get too deep into why you hate the show. Let's just say it and move on. Because <laughs> I know us and I know we could go on to the like, 20 minute dialogue about why such and such show sucked. So uh, let's see the order. We're going to start with Aaron. You are up first. Okay. Um, whew, how do I condense this? Um, my <laughs> one show, <laughs> and it's no surprise to anyone, is Marvel's Inhumans. Okay. I threw a shoe, two shoes, <laughs> at <laughs> and a boot. And a boot? <laughs> and a boot. And I love my television. I love stuff because nothing upset me more than this show. Um only thing I can say, and it's, it's the work they get the award for the worst use of beloved characters. Yeah, uh, you know, all I'm gonna say is, how do you cut indestructible hair with buzz clippers on the moon in the first episode? That's all I can say. <laughs> I've never it that I, it was the worst writing. Um, the acting, I don't even put on the actors because I think that they were just directed that way. But it was the worst acting, uh, the worst writing, excuse me. I think the worst CGI I've seen. Um, and I think it was just a complete misuse. Um, they have a great property there. It was already established in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., done so brilliantly. Um, if these characters were too expensive to do, then why do them if you can't do them well? So. Mm-hmm. Marbles and humans. It, it, <laughs> I still can't find one of my shoes, by the way. So. <laughs> I'll leave it That's at that. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, Greg, you're up. Uh, mine was actually uh, worth returning, right? My my worth returning was actually designated survivor. Okay. Um, I actually liked the show. Um, I liked the first season. Um, I liked, of course, you know, Kiefer Sutherland coming back to TV. Um, and I and I really liked him in the role and kind of how they wove the entire, um, you know, conspiracy, you know, to take down the government and everything. And then all of a sudden it came back and it was just like it ended up being like this one guy, one crazy guy, the head of this organization. And they end up killing him. And then two episodes went by and there was absolutely no conspiracy at all. It was just like normal episodes. And I'm like, what just happened something horrible just happened and from that point forward i just didn't watch anymore it was i was done it's okay. they just um completely went off the rails and that's all i have to say okay. it should just go away uh, <laughs> you son you're up um i am going to skip saying what is uh, everyone's choice. It has to be Marvels and humans. Um, in fact, just to kind of jar my memory or to kind of inspire me, I did a quick search. Uh, and I think Metacritic actually did a good job of like aggregating and charting and, and whatever, like everyone's worst, you know, every critic's worst, uh, uh, show. And I laughed because every time I was like, Marvels and humans, Marvels and humans, Marvels and humans. And I just, it made me giggle. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to pile on because it's, you know, so I will, I will talk about, and this is interesting because you, you know, you insisted, you're like, well, you had to have seen a few episodes more than, you know, just one or two in order to talk about it. So, um, and I, obviously you said this later in the game, but I actually watched this show 
I didn't even hate watch it. It was like fascinatingly bad and no one watched it. So I, re- I mean, I literally, it was like a scientific experiment. I was like, <laughs> Come on, tell us. how bad I'm, I'm building it up. Um, imaginary Mary, which I mean, oh, I, could not... I watched the entire thing. <laughs> and did you like it? I have to know. I thought it was okay. It wasn't great, but I, oh, I, I it was awful, but it could have I... been better. Oh, no, I just, I couldn't believe it was on TV. I mean, first of all, <laughs> I, I, ju- I literally, every episode, every episode, I was like, can this actually be on the air? Or did I, like, fall asleep and I'm and, and trapped in a nightmare? Because I was like, this show is like, I don't know, mid-90s, you know, kind of comedy. The concept is so high concept. And I thought, well, you know, I thought that about The Good Place when I heard about it, and they just did an amazing job. The animation is, it's, I don't even know if it's terrible. It's just weird. And the, I, can't, I, I can't talk about it. I just can tell you it was. <laughs> I think it was better in, when, it, when Mary wasn't around. If it was yes, just a standard was... sitcom without yes, Mary, it would have been sure. actually a decent show. Fine. So then it's just middling, you know, it's mediocre, you know, without the character. And then the animation just makes it unbearable. And I literally watched every week, not to see if it got better, but to see if it could possibly get worse. And it <laughs> did. I, I was like, how is this still on the air? So well, I it got that canceled. Somebody- it yeah. did. Well, yes. But I mean, sometimes they pull a show like after four episodes, you know what I mean? Like they just they're like, this show is hopeless. I don't know how they they left that on the air. I I literally would have rather watched the color bars, you know, and listen to the, the <laughs> well, beeping. OK, OK, OK. All right, Susie, you're up. OK, well, I have a different spin on this, because as you guys know, I just don't like wasting my time that I do have to watch TV. So if there's a show. <laughs> There's a show that is like so bad, like in humans, like if I turn it off within the first episode, then I'm not going to watch any more episodes. So it doesn't even qualify based on the three to four episode limit we're supposed to watch. So there's no show that I can honestly say is like the worst show. It's terrible. But I will say for my category for that, um, I would say, what is there a show that I just said, you know, nope, I'm it's off my it's off my DVR. Okay. And that unfortunately was the flash oh i know it's like it just for some reason these 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 uh you know these wb shows are just like they're starting to just fall off the only one left is supergirl i think Uh, that's the only mine's reversed i got rid of supergirl this year i got rid of arrow last year same here yeah i haven't stopped the the flash is the only one i'm still watching Okay, so me, yeah, so so yeah, so you got that, and I got Supergirl, um, and we'll see how long I can handle that. I know, um, right? But I, we should, I know, we shouldn't have to say that, right? Um, but there's still little things in some, of, you know, what it is because some of the other actors in Supergirl I really like, so I'm kind of watching it for them, not for Supergirl and her yeah, plot, not, which is kind right. of sad. But um, yeah, so unfortunately, I realized I guess there was like two episodes or three episodes of The Flash I hadn't watched, like you know, more into the season, the season, and I was just like, oh. I just am not compelled to hit play. Like, and you know what? I don't think I will. <laughs> so yep. I was like, sorry, guys, got to go. So, yeah, I can't really say it's like the worst show. But from the way I look at the category, it's just unfortunately it's a show that is not living up and it had to go by. All right. Uh, Kyle. 
So while no clothing was projected at my television, <laughs> uh, I will say that my choice was also Marvels and Humans. The only thing I'll add is if you have an actor like Anson Mount, why don't you let him speak? Like, Thank you. I love Anson Mount. Yeah. Like he was the lead on his own show for five years, and now you give him a non-speaking role. It was just like <laughs> such a waste. But uh, that's all I have to add. But. <laughs> all right, Allison. Okay, well, you know, I mean, if I was to go for the absolute worst, it's it, it would be you know pretty much the same thing except you know in humans it's so bad it's sort of like you know plan nine from the marvel universe (laughs) Uh, you you don't even expect it to be good i mean i had absolutely no anticipation of this show being anything other than dreadful so i'm 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 not really going to choose that because it's like picking on plan nine it's like of course it's bad naturally you know i mean so for me actually the worst thing and and it was combined with my anticipation of of hoping that it would be really really good um and is is Twin Peaks. Aww. The return. Uh. I I loved Twin Peaks, the original series. I'm one of those very weird people who actually liked the second season better than the first. And so I was looking forward so much to to see this brought back and see them continue the themes and the storyline and all of that. And it was just maddening. It was slow and turgid and deliberately inane they would have they would have scenes that would go on forever where nothing happened there literally there was a scene with a janitor sweeping a floor for five minutes straight (laughs) i mean i timed it it was five minutes of a guy sweeping a floor and nothing else happened i mean it you know i mean i i don't know what this is supposed to be contemplation of life or the you know the I, I i don't know what any of this is supposed to mean and there there were some there was like little isolated moments of brilliance if there had been someone around who could have like you know taken control of this and said look let, let's at least try to make a viewable series out of it of course then it would have been like two episodes long instead of the the well, I, what's his name 20 um, that they had Lynch. but it was he got control. Yeah. He he made and, sure and he, he got had absolute too, control. And that is a bad thing because he just he just should not have he should never be be in a situation where no one can say no to him because right. he needs to have a lid put on him. He does. He can come up with brilliant stuff and he can come up with some really interesting ideas and 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 visual tableaus and and things like that. But if there's no one around to to restrain him, it just goes completely off the deep end. And there was so much about this series that, that could have just ended up on the cutting room floor. And it would have been infinitely shorter, but it would have been infinitely better. And it... You know, I know that there, there are people who, who found all sorts of deep meaning in what I consider to be absolutely nothing. But uh, for me, it was just... It was not only it was not only disappointing. It was actually you know irritating. I got I got angry at the screen well, because I just felt like I was being played by watching it. Right. All right. Uh, let's go to the list uh, from Mark, who wrote in. He said instead of worst show, he's calling it worst development, which I'm gonna say is his worst show. He put. Um, 
I counted 40, 41 airings of two broke girls over the course of the next two weeks. Can no one drive a stake through its heart? Uh, the lack of audience for the sweet downward dog. Oh, I think he's saying that's a worse development. And then he said, and the destruction of The Walking Dead. It's become a hate watch, whether due to network meddling or 10 monkeys with 10 typewriters in the writer's room. This show is a mess. Okay. Uh, from Peter, uh, he put, worst show, Marvels and Humans. Uh, where's worst show? And then Tom. Tom wrote, worst new show, Iron Fist. <laughs> Uh, that show I'm glad got remembered because it's actually it was on it was as my runner up on my list. But since Tom said it, I don't have to. What I'm gonna put down for my worst is as I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek, which is why the Orville made me feel like it was scratching my eyeballs out. Um, <laughs> that would have made one of my top. That almost made my top show list. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> I am like, but see, I'm a pure Star Trek person. And what I hate about this show is that it said that it was a comedy. And it's supposed to be like a mock-up or a mockery of Star Trek. But what Seth MacFarlane's actually doing is just Star Trek. But he's doing The Next Generation. He's recycling plots from The Next Generation and the original Trek. And every once in a while, he might throw in a joke. A bad joke. I also think Seth MacFarlane's a terrible actor. So seeing him as the captain um, hurts my head as well. Uh, Some of the other actors are not terrible. But if you have a lead like Seth, who's supposed to hold everything together, it just falls apart for me. So that's my pick, and I'm also tired of people comparing the Orville to Star Trek Discovery because they're nothing similar at all. All right, I'm done with that. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next category, which is Gone Too Soon, or what show got canceled that you're crying about and wish would come back. I'm going to do the write-ins first this time. So Tom said... Uh, American Crime. I can see that. Though this season of American Crime was not as good as the first. Like, second season was amazing. As it was one of the best shows on television. Third season was okay. So I didn't cry as much about it being canceled. Alright, Peter put down uh, Girl Boss. Did anybody here watch Girl Boss? I don't even know what I it's about. Barely, I barely made it to the seventh episode and I quit. And that was only because I was doing a podcast on it. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have quit way before <laughs> seven episodes. Oh wow! Uh... I it just I did I just didn't think it had any likable characters whatsoever, and that was my main problem with it. Right. I I've never seen a single frame of it, so I can't judge. All right, let's start with you guys. You, son, what show got canceled that's got you in tears? Um, I'm going to go later. <laughs> what? I, uh, fine, I'll go now. Um, well, because I have a question, actually, that I thought it might be answered by, like, listening to other people. Because um, the, the show didn't air necessarily air in 2017, but it no. got canceled, like the announcement, right? Oh, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I could see the distinction, but go ahead. 
give us your show. What did you pick? I feel like we talked about this already, so it's a big waste of time. That's why I said I want to go later. Um, no, give us your well, pick. Well, fine. Okay. Pitch. 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 It got canceled officially May 2017. So right. in 2017, I held out hope that it would come back. Right. Um, and, and it could have, like in 2018, they could have made us wait a year. That could have been a winter replacement, you know. Um, so for me, the death occurred this year. Right. Um, even I think it qualifies. Okay, great. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the, when it came out uh, after a few episodes, I definitely, for me, it, it was one of the better, better or not the best, but, you know, one of the better shows that had come out. Um, I think that it's important because there are so few shows that um, have that kind of, you know, lead. We, you know, it was a African-American woman. Uh, and I thought also the subject matter was definitely different and interesting. I, I'm not a big sports person. Uh, I used to actually play Little League Baseball, so maybe I have a little bit of a you know, connection there. But um, I was also one of the first girls to play Little League Baseball in the 1970s in my hometown. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, so maybe that's a big connection there. So, um <laughs> But um, I thought uh, I thought the acting was really strong. I, the production was slick. The first premiere uh, episode uh, looked like a film to me, um, and I thought the story had a lot of potential. So when it ended, uh, after I think ten episodes, it ended because I, they didn't know they were being canceled, but kind of on a cliffhanger. Um, and I was really disappointed because I was like, oh, I I want to find out what happens with this and this and this. Um, so yeah, and I just thought it was a distinct voice. It was produced well. Uh, it was an interesting subject matter, um, and it was a strong female lead. So for that reason, I'm sad. Okay, Susie. Okay, I have five words for y'all. Dirk Gently's holistic detective. Oh! <laughs> I couldn't believe that was canceled. You know, I got to say it is, it's just, it's such a weird little bird um, because it's one of those shows where when it was, when it came back, I was like, yeah, it's back. And I have to like get myself like all settled into my recliner and like have my drink and have it ready. Cause it's one of the very few shows that I will admit I do not multitask. Like I watch it like you eyes have set to. on screen. Yeah, you can't <laughs> multitask and watch that show. Exactly, because so many little nuances, little things. And the thing that constantly surprises me about that show is that as as odd and aloof and kind of wacky as a scene can be, within like within one or two sentences, they can just make it like really emotional and you know, just make me go, Oh my god, these characters are great. They're all such fully developed 3D characters. And, you know, believable in the bizarreness that they're dealing with. And I just, when they said it was, that was it, that it was just the two seasons, I was gutted. So that's, that's mine. All right, Kyle, you're up. So for me, I I didn't pick a show that I would shed tears over. I just, uh, so I picked me, myself and I, just because I don't think CBS gave it a, a fair chance. They seem to really abandon the single camera comedies as quickly as possible. Like the one exception is that um, Life in Pieces, which they're still airing and Sheldon will probably go on forever just because it's Sheldon. But uh, like they seem to really go for their raunchy uh, uh, multicam shows at the laugh tracks. And I thought me, myself and I was a nice change from their typical comedies. Like it had an interesting uh, set up where you were following this one character through three stages of his life and you got to see how those different stages inter uh interacted with each other and i thought it was an interesting show was it the best probably not but 
I thought it had potential, and they just pulled it like really quickly, like after like five episodes, I think. Right. But I, I wish they had given that more of a chance to uh, find its footing. All right, uh, Allison. Um, I guess my show that I'm I'm most upset about is Sense Eight. Oh. Um, because I had I they they I had just gotten into it. And I really got into it. I really loved the show. And I, I think I hadn't even quite finished it when suddenly the word came down that, no, it, it's it's not getting picked up. Although they will be doing like a, a final movie. So they tie up all the loose ends. So there's that. But I, I really, really got to like the show. I mean, it's not perfect television they they there's a there's a lot of repetition in it um but i love the characters i got to really really appreciate that and i like the storyline and i thought that they really could have done more with it and and continued it on um apparently it was just sort of uh, a victim of having been as expensive as it was to produce it looked like it it looked great on tv but you know apparently it was just um too much unless it had an enormous audience and I guess it fell short of that even though I'd heard that there was a, an, an enormous amount of word of mouth about it but uh, yeah I'm going to really miss that thing I'm glad they got their, their finale movie sometime in the next year but um, yeah it's a shame that they're not, there's not going to be more it was a great show alright uh, Aaron okay um well, I, I had to split it just a little bit. One in which I'm sad is canceled, and another one where I would write in to uh, <laughs> try and get it back. But um, I would have to say um, for a, a show that's canceled that I'm bummed about is Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That was is number one that I wanted to just binge watch everything. I saw the first season, and um, I, I just wanted to binge watch it. So I was looking forward to that in 2018, and then when I found out it was canceled, I was like, oh, Oh man, I really because um, I loved the first season. I, I would love to have just seen it continue on because I think it's quirky, it's odd, it's different. So I, I loved it for that reason. Now I don't know if this show this show wasn't technically canceled, but I would write in, and I may still write in, <laughs> is the Mindy Project. Um, I know Mindy ended it. Um, Oh, she says she wanted to end on a high, but that's a show, that's one of the few shows that just brought me joy every time I watched it, where I got belly laughs. So I am so hey. bummed that it's gone. Um, that one hurt. <laughs> so um, if I was going to write in for any show, it would be The Mindy Project, but I'm sad that Dirk Gently is gone. All right, Greg? Um, yeah, mine was actually um, a show from earlier in the year called uh, Time After Time. What? And it was a, a series based on um, the 1979 movie, which I really enjoyed. Uh, the 1979 movie had Malcolm McDowell and David Warner. And um, I guess I I can't really say um, I can't really say that. Um, you know, because it, they only allowed five episodes to be aired. And so I think that's that's why I'm really frustrated because it's kind of like one of those things that happened with Caprica, where you know you start watching a show and then and then they just don't even air the remaining episodes. So you, so you almost can't even form an opinion whether whether or not it was going to be good. I mean, I like the storyline. I liked you know time travel. Um, I, I thought it was one of the better time travel shows because there were a bunch that came out at the time. Um, and I'm just frustrated that they didn't air the remaining episodes. You know, at least they did for Caprica. 
But, I mean, if you're going to have, you know, 10 episodes in the can and you only air five of them, you know, why not? Well, plus it plus it was airing at the same time as um, as The Walking Dead. So, I mean, seriously, what show is even going to last, you know, going at that time slot? Okay. Uh, mine, I have, where am I? Uh, I have two as well, but I can't be what Yusin said about pitch. So that was on my list, by the way, which is why I was like, I knew it was admissible. Um, <laughs> so Yusin already said everything that needs to be said about pitch. I, I'm going to be crying over here about that. Uh, the other show is The Underground that was on WGN. And actually, its second season was even better than its first season. So it's even more frustrating that it got canceled. And it didn't get canceled because of ratings or numbers or anything like that. It got canceled because WGN changed uh, like leadership. And so they canceled pretty much all their series so they could restart under the new mantle. So that's even more frustrating for me. I mean, this show is critically acclaimed. And then they had an episode that was basically just a monologue. It was one hour of Harriet Tubman talking to a captive audience about why it's just like an adventure she had. And it's just her on a stage talking for an hour. It was insanely good. Um I love that show. It's a show that I talked to my family about, and we all watched it, and it was just our thing. So I'm really sad that that show's going. All right. Can I just add one more uh, to my list? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I I don't even know why I didn't even think of it before. Go like ahead. I was so upset that Dark Matter got canceled after oh, three seasons. Oh right. yeah. When yeah. they had it, they had the whole thing planned out for like a five season. Thing and then all of a sudden, just they didn't even know they were going to be canceled. They thought well, everything was was if going it, fine. If, if it makes you feel any worse, uh, it was going to be the other one because it was Dark Matter and what's the other show? Uh, Killjoys. 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 So yeah. originally, Killjoys was going to be canceled, and then they yep. flipped. Yep. And, and they changed their minds, and then it was Dark Matter. And That's I like so disappointing. Dark I like both. So I'm not going to say no, that. Not. I'm not going to say that. I like both shows. And so at first I heard that Killjoys is going to be canceled. I was like, oh. And then they're like, nope, we decided on Dark Matter. And I was like, what did you guys do? Flip a coin? Like, it feels <laughs> like it feels like that's almost what happened. Um, so, yes, I understand your sadness. All right, let's move on. Last category. What show in 2018 are you looking forward to the most? Uh, let's start at the top. Let's start at Yusin. Oh, God. Um, okay, so um, mine is uh, split, but I'll, I'll just ma- mainly talk about one. Um, it's called Altered Carbon. Oh, and- I've read the book. It's so good. See, exactly. I have not read the book. Didn't know it was a book. Still want to watch it. Um, I heard... <laughs> that it was Blade Runner-esque. And then it I was is. like, well, you had me at Blade Runner. So I, um, yeah, I don't know much about it. I just know that it's on Netflix, it's, which is great. The concept, I what? The, the concept is fantastic. It's really high concept. It's the book itself was great. So, um, 
Yeah, no, so I'm really, really excited. I mean, uh, it's definitely a staple sci-fi concept about uh, transferring, uh, you know, from one body to another. You know, I mean, didn't we have that in in that movie with Emilio Estevez, you know? Um, yeah, but just... the way they do sleeves is pretty slick. It's a yeah, oh no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the topic. I'm just saying it's, it doesn't sound like it's particularly new or innovative in terms of topic, but it's sci-fi. I mean, you know, we've got our, our standard kind of thing. So, uh, no, but I'm really looking forward to it. I love that I'll be able to binge it. Um, I, I love that the word Blade Runner was associated with it. So, um, yeah, and then I do want to give a, just a quick shout out to, um, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it's uh, Philip K. Dick's um, Electric Dreams. Apparently, Amazon is doing their version of uh, Black Mirror, and it's like an anthology series. Um, and it just, from what I read, the directors that they have lined up for the episodes, um, it pretty much to me sounds like it's like Dark Matters. But I mean, uh, uh, um, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I got I came late to the uh, to the Black Mirror party. Um, so, I, and I love it, uh, and I love that they're standalones, so you can just kind of pop in a few and then be done with it. Uh, I can't watch, actually, back Black Mirror for more than a few episodes, because it is kind of heavy, um, uh, or bleak, or, or whatever. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to that show as well. All right, uh, Susie. Um, huh. Kind of <laughs> but... But, okay, so, no, that was a good point. I'm glad. This is why it's interesting, because I like to think of the things I forgot. <laughs> um, but for me, I think it would be um, The Alienist. Um, oh. That's supposed to be in January. That, on was that was second on my list. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and it's funny, because I really had totally forgotten about it. Again, it was one of those shows where you kind of see it all over the place at Comic-Con and stuff during the summer, and then you forget about it. But bless their hearts, um, I think I was watching, I, was it? There's some show, maybe it was Outlander. There's some show that I was watching where they kept like advertising commercials. for commercials. Yeah. 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 So I was like, well done commercials. Um, <laughs> so it's like they did their job. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, but I'm also skeptical or I guess cautious because the way it's presented, the way it looks, it's almost like, okay, it could either live up to the hype and the way it looks, or it could be really disappointing for me because it's not really going to play out the way I hope it does kind of thing, you know? So it's, it'll be interesting, but um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the one that I could think of that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. So I just based this off of the pilots that I watched, figuring what was my favorite and what I'd want to see the most. (laughs) So I went with LA to Vegas, which I absolutely loved. I thought it was so much fun. It's basically a comedy that takes place on an airplane each week. So you got the, the crew and the captain and you got the, like there's, it's like from LA to Vegas. So there's passengers that are on there every week, just going to Vegas to gamble. And then you get some new passengers. So you get sort of like a love boat type of thing where you get some new passengers each week. Uh, Oh, okay. But yeah, I I thought it was so much. Who's in it? Oh, it's, um, I'm going to get them mixed up. Not Dermot Mulroney, the only, the other one. Uh, Dylan McDermott is the captain. And then uh, the female who's like the main um, flight attendant, she was on the first season of Unreal. I forget what her name is. Um, And then it's got... um, The problem is I don't know any of these actors' names. It's got a guy from Prison Break in it. uh, He was like the Russian guy. Oh, I know you're talking Uh, about. You know, the funny thing is I've seen the commercials for this one as well, but... It's at first the first few times I saw it, I kept thinking, oh, this is like 
like a, a 70s spoof, you know, comedy. Because with his mustache and everything, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's and his his whole like swing and attitude, I'm like, this has to be like a throwback, right? This can't be like no. It takes place day. in modern. No, it's take <laughs> yeah, place in the modern times. So bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, see, I saw the original ads and I was like, this really doesn't look that great. But after watching it, I thought it was so so much fun that I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of it and see like what kind of guest stars they bring on different weeks to uh, as passengers because it right. gives them a lot of room to have a lot of fun with that. All right, uh, Allison. Uh, well, I'm going to repeat The Alienist. I, I, the, first of all, it's based on the book, which was marvelous, and I, I'm, it's got an amazing cast, and I really, really am, am looking forward to it based on all the, the trailers, because they've been promoting this very, very heavily and showing behind-the-scenes stuff and, and whatnot, and I agree, it could go either way. It could either be you know, just absolutely fantastic and brilliant, or uh, one of the most massive disappointments <laughs> ever. But I'm, I'm really hoping that it's the former, because it just looks so good. Um, the, the sets, the costumes, the, the cast, everything just, just looks top-notch. And the, the subject matter as well is, you know, the, the beginning of, of uh, forensic detection and, and psychology being used by the police uh, is just, it's, it's such a great subject matter to focus on and, and there's so much you can do with it. So I'm, I'm really, really hoping that this turns out to be as good as, as they're seeming to promise in all of these trailers. So that would be my number one. Okay, uh, Aaron. Um, I'm going to go with um, Black Lightning. Um, it's it's another comic book property, um, and uh, this what I found intriguing about Black Lightning is um, it's an insanely powerful character who's a part of the on and off with the Justice League of America. African American lead who happens to be a dad, and what kind of sold me on it from the trailers is. Um, watching him have to do superhero stuff while still being a dad to two young girls. And so I'm really, really um, intrigued with this show and uh, hoping that uh, the CW will, will do it justice. <laughs> justice, Justice League. I see what you did. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Uh, Greg. Um, my pick uh, that I'm looking forward to is is uh, a, a Netflix series. It's going to be a 10-episode series called the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, oh yes. nice. And, and yeah, and so this is supposed to be a uh, a series that takes place before uh, the actual 1982 film. And so it's going to be a prequel. Um, and uh, and apparently, uh, to kind of kick off the show uh, when, when it comes out, uh, they're going to bring the Dark Crystal, uh, the, the film, back into theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, for a limited run, and so I I can't wait to see what they what they do with the. Uh, I don't with the remember the dark? Like I saw it. I know I saw it as a kid, but I have yeah. zero recollection of the Dark Crystal. Oh, Skeksis and Gulflings, and yeah, can't remember any of the things you're saying. <laughs> I can picture I can picture the characters, but I don't remember what the plot was. I, I don't. Know I remember the, some of the characters too, but I got nothing. Like my brain is a blank. So, yeah, I, I probably need to be in that audience that sees the movie again because, yeah, I got – yeah, that would be cool. Okay, for – let's look at our write-ins. Um, for Tom, he said, new show most excited to see, Lost in Space on Netflix. 
Toby Stevens, Molly Parker as the doc as doctors John and Maureen Robinson, Parker Posey as a gender flip, Doctor Smith. Yes, please. And his runner-up is nine one one on Fox. Uh, I think I thought nine one one was actually pretty solid. That's a pretty good show. If oh for, oh yeah, Mister Cheater saw the pilot already. <laughs> All right, I say cheater. I'm just being envious because I haven't gotten any pilots. Um, Peter wrote in. Oh, he didn't have one for his most looking forward to, and neither did Mark. All right, I guess that leaves me. Uh, what do I have? Well, I originally had Black Lightning, but I'm going to change my answer to Altered Carbon because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I love that book. It was so good, and I just saw a trailer for it, and it looks as good as I remember the book being. So even though I am definitely watching both, I will be watching Black Lightning and Altered Carbon, but I'm a little bit more excited about seeing Altered Carbon. Okay. And I think that is it. We have wrapped up the year 2017 in more ways than ones because this is also New Year's Eve. And I'd like to thank all my guests who have participated all year. And uh, without you guys, there is no podcast. So I really appreciate you showing up and doing this. And as we always say uh if you have any questions or comments you can leave them at tvcampfire at gmail.com follow us on twitter or on facebook you can listen to us on getthepointradio.com krypton radio weedonopolis and itunes and we'll talk to you guys in the new year bye-bye bye, bye. bye. bye.